Hello, my name is Richard Claywell. This is Litigation Speaks. We typically talk about a number of different issues that relate to business valuations and or lost profits or economic damages. Today I want to talk about using the rule of thumb. A rule of thumb is a methodology for trying to determine the value of a company. The rule of thumb actually is a pricing multiple. It is not a valuation multiple. So when people get a quote value using a rule of thumb, what they really have is a price. So then the question becomes, what's the difference between price and value? The price is what you pay for something, a value is what it's worth. So if you use a rule of thumb, the pricing multiples are not necessarily going to get you a value. The rule of thumb is a general rough methodology for trying to come up with a quote value and it's not scientifically accurate with the way that these things are done. They're usually based upon a multiple of revenues or the earnings. The problem with using a multiple for the revenues is that does not take into consideration any of the operations of the company. It will typically overstate a value or price using the rule of thumb. There's some pitfalls with using the rule of thumb. And that's what I want to talk about primarily today are the pitfalls based upon using the rule of thumb. These are things that as an attorney you can use in deposition or you can use in trial to ask the expert how they actually come up with using these different rules of thumb. First, they're based upon surveys. And on a survey you can say anything you want to say. There's no empirical data for the rules of thumb. So be cautious of that, realizing that, again, surveys, I can say whatever I want, whatever I want, and there's no support for doing that. Because of that, they do not represent a sample that it would be statistically significant. There are, there are items that are called convenience samples, and that's a lot of what we use from a valuation standpoint because we don't have enough data in the samples that we have. They're not randomly drawn, but they're put together for us in data sets. That's called a convenience sample. It's not a random sample. So we use those quite often. The data for the rules of thumb typically come from smaller companies. And it's unclear whether the data that we get on the rules of thumb have been peer-reviewed or vetted. And I've never seen any information published where it talks about the rules of thumb being peer-reviewed. So that's something to think about also. We want to try to use as much peer-reviewed data or empirical data that we possibly can. The rules of thumb do not reflect any adjustments that you would need to make to a company, i.e. when we do evaluation, we normalize things like compensation, we normalize the rent, we normalize not arm's length transactions between the owners and the actual company itself. So those items are not discussed in the rule of thumb. It also doesn't get into the company's life cycle. So those are a couple of items that, that we need to adjust for. It does not adjust for the different products that the companies may have, the different product mix. It does not discuss, really get into the profitability of a company. The rules of thumb will basically say, if your revenues are between X and Y, you typically have a multiple of A and B, you multiply X times A, and you get a value for that. 
So it doesn't really talk about the profitability levels that you might have. Smaller companies have a recognized problem from the standpoint of not necessarily reporting all the cash. So when you get into the smaller companies where you typically will use rules of thumb, then you have the problem of are all the revenues reported the way they're supposed to be reported? And the answer to that is probably not. So therefore, any values or multiples that you get using the rule of thumb is going to give you an inaccurate number that you have to deal with. They also won't talk about any of the characteristics of the company, the number of employees that you might have, the customers that you might have, the vendors you might have, or any other differences between my company and your company. Those items are just not disclosed. We also have the issue of, is this an asset sale or is this a stock sale? They don't tell you that. And they're handled differently when you actually sell a company. So that is something that we, we just don't have the information on. It does not normalize, I mentioned just a minute ago, the, the reasonable compensation of an owner. So what is that reasonable compensation of the owner? What is the reasonable compensation of family members? All your in-laws and outlaws that you have working for you, uh, what is their compensation? And is it reasonable? That, that issue is just not discussed. We also have industry regulations that may have changed. If those industry regulations have changed, what's the impact on the older rules of thumb versus the newer rules of thumb? Those items are not addressed. It does not get into or does not address any marketability discount that you might have or any minority interest discount that you might have. When you have marketability, these are supposed to be actual sales transactions. Again, because they're from a survey, you don't know if it's an actual sale or not. But if it's an actual sale, the marketability discount should already be considered. So the only discount you really have to contend with is going to be minority interest discount. <clears throat> When you look at the rules of thumb, you don't know if the, the tax structure is comparable to the tax structure, the tax structure that you have for your company, i.e., are you before tax or are you an after-tax company? So if you don't have that information, are you a C-corporation or are you a what's called a pass-through entity, something other than a C-corporation, and how are those taxes calculated? Have they made any adjustments? And I mentioned a few minutes ago, it's called normalizing. You look at the various expenses that are out there when you do evaluation. So you're looking for the anomalies in the expenses. That typically is not disclosed in a rule of thumb. So you don't know if they've done that or to what extent they've done that. You don't know the level of profitability of the companies that you have. Again, it's not disclosed. It was interesting, I, I make the comment at the end of these presentations for you that if you have a question, give me a call and I actually had an attorney do that. The, the question dealt with, he has a client apparently that needs to have evaluation and I guess the expert was talking about using the rule of thumb and they wanted to use three years of data. Well, on occasion I get inquiries from attorney where someone's going to do evaluation and they want to use three years of data. I'm not sure where the three years of data comes from, except that's a lot of what business brokers use. But if you look at Revenue Ruling 5960, it says that you should look at at least five years of the income statement, two years of the balance sheet. If you look at what's called a business cycle, 
What are the ups and downs of a particular company? A business cycle is considered to be five to seven years. So when you look at the rules of thumb, wouldn't it be beneficial to be looking at at least one business cycle, which would be ballpark five years, or maybe two business cycles? And that's typically what we try to do is get 10 years of data so we look at two business cycles so we really have a better understanding of what's going on with the company. I'm going to read this to you, so I'm going to be looking down a little bit, but I want to read this so I get this exactly right. This is a court decision on using a rule of thumb. It says a court has reached the conclusion that the rule of thumb multiplier used by Mr. X is not appropriate. The reliability information base was not established. No evidence was given as to its content. In fact, no direct comparables were utilized. Obviously, under these circumstances, no adjustments could be made to explain any difference between the comparables and the subject company. So, this is a court case. If your expert uses a rule of thumb, uh, you're probably going to get a question on how to do that. Now, a rule of thumb can be used as a sanity check. So, once you've done the valuation and you know a ballpark is worth a million dollars, for example, if you use a rule of thumb and you get close to that within, say, 10 to 15% or so, then that gives you an indication that the valuation that you've done is probably going to be correct. But you should not use the rule of thumb as a primary source of evaluation or, or the pricing multiple that you want to have. Uh, and again, if you have any questions on what I'm talking about, send me an email. If there's something you would like for me to discuss, send me an email or give me a call. I'll be more than glad to help you with any issues that you might have. Thank you. We'll see you next time.